The Inside Track on Real Estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track. Everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track on Real Estate with the Decker Team. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. The real estate industry and interviewing for a job. We're excited to welcome you back to another episode of the Inside Track on real estate, where we share ideas, thoughts, techniques we're, that we all need, we all deserve, you, I, everyone, to turn our house into our home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. Interviewing. What on earth, Yetta, are you talking <laughs> about? This is a real estate show. I'm not interviewing for a job. Well, actually, every single day. When I meet a new buyer or a new seller, I'm actually interviewing and I'm being interviewed. How fun is that? So on this show, we're going to learn a little bit of what questions you might want to ask when you're interviewing a realtor. And have you ever thought about it that way? Have you ever thought that you're actually in an interviewing situation? Right. And a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yep. We're not going to give you all of the questions on the show. There's too many. The questions you should be, ought to be asking, mm-hmm. the ones that will be telling and give you insight that you might not even have known would be valuable. Yes. But and another tidbit is that we will send them to you. We will. All you have to do is ask us um, real estate questions, interview, real estate interview questions, email, info at Decker team. We will get them to you or actually more fun than that. Ashley will get them to you. She will. She will. (laughs) And you could just email together at DeckerTeam.com. And that is where you could just put subject, interview questions, realtor interview questions. And not only will we give you the questions, we'll give you our answers and then a blank template where you could ask someone else the questions if you're feeling that you want to interview more than one. Sometimes clients of ours, especially if we've worked with them before, and 76% of our clients we worked with previously, or they've been introduced to us from somebody, they choose to interview us more as verification that this is going to work well again this time, or like my friend told me, and they're not interviewing a whole bunch. However, you may not know us, or you may feel that you just got to do your due diligence and invest the time. And these days, it's kind of cool. We can interview on Zoom. We can interview on live chat. We can interview on Messenger. We don't even have to be. That's the neat part of the neat thing of this past season we've been in. We're now able to do things more um, expediently and remotely. It's more expedient. And do an initial interview. I always did an initial phone conversation or meeting anyway, Mm -hmm. which was interview A. It was just a phone interview, which told me whether or not we were actually going to meet face to face. Right. And the other interesting thing, like you said, 76% of our business Mm -hmm. comes from repeat and referral. And 20% of our business comes from our CHRI listeners. Which is so cool, right? So that's like 96. So if you don't have an in, you probably aren't going to work with us. <laughs> so interviewing is important though, because you want to make sure that you make a sound decision and we want you to make a sound decision as much as we want to make a sound decision to make sure that this partnership you probably heard us say, if you've been listening to 
any quantity of inside tracks, that we are your partners in moving forward together. And as we do that, we really all do so much better because mm-hmm. together we've got it. And so if there isn't a feeling of, hey, this is a great partnership, this is not the alignment that I'm looking for, then the interview can be short and sweet and over. Yep. And sometimes what I find really interesting is people have listened to our radio show for years and years. And our shows, we share a lot of sometimes intimate things. Right. And also a lot of insider tips and strategies and ways of doing business and Mm -hmm. knowledge. And so there is so much of a feeling, I don't even know that's proper English, but there is a significant feeling that you already know us. Yeah, and we've been on the CHRI advertising for 20 years. So when we get to sit down, sometimes our potential client who's interviewing us knows us better than we actually know them. So it's it takes us a little bit of time to get to know them, their family, and feel part of the family, so to speak. Right, because it we really, it's the Decker team family. That's what our gatherings are called. That's what our hanging out is, because it's relational service that mm-hmm. we get to do through real estate. So if the relationship doesn't feel good to you or to us... Then we're not a good match. Then it's just not a good fit. So making sure that as you interview, the person has an alignment with who you be and what you're looking to accomplish. So that's kind of the next piece. Can they do the thing you're asking them to do? Do they have enough knowledge or expertise in that area? I've sometimes Mm. heard, you know, a client say, I'm going to be an investor. I'm buying my fourth investment property. How many investment properties do you own? And if a realtor can't answer at least as many probably as that person or what's your experience both personally and professionally with that, that may not be the good fit for that type of real estate. That could be. Right? Because if you don't if you don't have experience there, how can you actually help someone else? You've got to have a few steps ahead to serve somebody the best way possible. So when mm-hmm. you're interviewing, that's actually a really important question or area to go down is think about what you need them to do and ensure that not only have they done it for others, that they've actually experienced it themselves. Mm-hmm. And that comes down to the experience. You know, maybe how many years have you been in the real estate business and what's your experience in buying in the real estate business? Then also, um, not only years, but how many homes have you sold? Right. Because sometimes people are in this industry and they might have been in for three years, but they've sold mm-hmm. three houses. Right. Rather and- than three or four houses a month for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's a different conversation. Right. So very important to make sure that you know the level of expertise And also the type of property. Maybe it's a condominium, but they've not sold a lot of condominiums. Or maybe it's waterfront, or maybe it's well and septic, and there's just not a knowledge base there. And that's whether you're selling or buying, for that matter. All these questions are often equally as pertinent and important, whether it's a from a selling perspective or a buying perspective. And the reality is so many of our clients Mm -hmm. also are buying when they're selling or selling when they're buying. Yep. And I think that one of the reasons, go back to that 76% again, 
70%, of our clientele is repeat and referred. And that's over 31 years of being in the real estate business. If you're not doing a good job for people, A, they're not going to refer you. And B, you're not going to be in business for 31 years. And they're not coming back. And building a family business. Right. Right? So. Yeah. And I think the old adage really plays, right? The old adage is that if you do a great job, they might tell one or two people about you. If you do a poor job, they might tell 10 or 20 people about your poor job. Well, and today in technology, it's probably hundreds. It's actually. With social media, it's probably hundreds. Right. How to choose a realtor based on past results and why you would do that. I'd choose you as a realtor. I would choose you as one too. (laughs) We've created for you free access to over 403 inside track episodes where you get insider tips. Insider trips? Trips, In yeah, trips. Nice. We take you on trips. <laughs> trips down the moving and buying lane of real estate. There you go. And insights on how to do it best and when to do it, why to do it. And actually, you get to get access to them shows, them episodes from the comfort of your home, office, or on the go. And so can past results... Yeah. Are typically indicative. I like that word. You like indicative? I do. I like indicative. So I'm glad you like it. Yeah, I know. I didn't invent it though. No, you did not. So past results are often indicative of future results or what you can expect moving down the road. Kind of like history repeats itself. Often. Yes. And I mean, we all had to start somewhere. Over 30 years ago, we hadn't sold any homes and I can promise you. Somebody had to give you a chance. eh? And it took a long time. (laughs) Took a long time to find somebody that would bet on you as the jockey? That knew me. That knew you. Those that didn't know me, I had enough confidence, whether it was um, warranted confidence or not, that may be a different story. And yet mm-hmm. I had enough confidence that those that I didn't know were comfortable in me serving them and helping them. And they didn't have our interview questions, so they didn't ask me any of them questions, <laughs> which was probably a really good thing. So if you want access to our questions, you know what to do. Just send us an email at together at deckerteam.com, interview questions, and we will provide those. We talked about that in episode um, or part one. So what would be important is to know what someone has done previously because it probably is an indication of what they're able to do in the future. Absolutely. And markets shift up and down. And, and around. And sometimes they, they, they move slowly. Until? Until they move quickly. Right. And when you're experienced at watching markets shift... I can usually... I've been right lately. You've been right... Well, actually, you've been late... Most of the Lately, time. right? Right, lately? <laughs> for decades. Yes. And usually it's because the indicators start. When you know what to look for, the indicators will start six months before the, the shift, shift happens. happens. Yep. And we're saying shift. Shift in the real estate market is such a real um, moving target. Mm-hmm. As we talk about what has happened it gives us an indication of what will happen with a few little nuances that we weren't anticipating. Yep. Right? Such as the previous COVID-19, that whole experience, that was new. 
And yet elements of it could be found in previous history to help us figure out how to navigate it. Exactly. So one of the things we look for in history, in our, in our questions that we give to you as a buyer or seller. And the answers we provide. We answer, yeah, we give you the answers for, for, us. for us, the Decker team, so you have something to judge by. Because if we gave you questions like this, you wouldn't know whether a question like, for instance, what's your list to sale percentage? If they told you it was 99%, you might think that was phenomenal. Right. Right. And it might be phenomenal in a market where houses are taking longer to sell. Right. Because ours has been for years, 99.6, 99.4, even when the market wasn't great. Right. When and everyone else was, when the average was down in the- 96. 96, 95. 95. So right now, the I pulled the stats and for the last year on the MLS, the average sale to list price- over the last 12 months, and that's Ottawa and surrounding area, Yeah, was 99.1%, I believe it is. Yep, 99.1%. And then you say, okay, so that's the average realtor. So there'll be some that are have a poor average and some that have a higher average. Now, if you were selling your house, Yetta, Yes, and I have. And, you and have. I use the Decker team, by the way. <laughs> that's, that's I pro- did. That's probably a good thing. That's a really good thing. If you were hiring a realtor, is it important to know what percentage of asking price they typically get? Well, it is because it gives an idea of how they're going to represent me. Right. So if the average on the MLS of, of the 3,000 realtors is 99.1%, Then you might ask, well, what is the Decker's average for the last 12 months for the houses they've sold? Right. So 103.8. Yes. And that is taking into consideration because there's another kind of side conversation. So, okay, now talk to me about in-town property and talk to me about country property. Because if we remove the country from that conversation... Oh, it'd be and higher. only looked at city, it would be significantly yes. higher. So if you're talking to the, a realtor, the 99.1 is two, is except if you're talking to another realtor and you're interviewing and you're saying, what's your average? And theirs is 99.1 and all they do is city. That's really bad. That's really bad. Mm. Like really bad because that takes into consideration a house in Bishop Mills, that takes into consideration a house in Castleman, that takes into consideration the 99.1 in outlying Iroquois areas. and Prescott. And, and Princeton. Places that aren't necessarily affected as vigorously as the shortage of housing in Ottawa at the moment. Nor does it tend to go up as exponentially, mm-hmm. nor does there tend to be the same number of multiple offers. Right. So now... What's interesting and what I say to my clients is, so now we see there's a difference of 99.1 to 103.8. So what is that? 4.7, I think, something like that. 5%. Can we call it five? No, we'll call it (laughs) 4.7. Thank you very much. (laughs) You might want to join me on my camp and call it five. And some of you might right. want to join Ken and call it 4.7. So, so let's put an example out there. Let's say you as a listener have a house that's value should be about 500000 
Okay. If you're getting 99.1% of it, you're going to get 495,500. If the Decker team got their average on it and got you 103.8, you would get 519,000. So that is, uh, what is that? That's 25. about $24,000. Okay, I'd call it twenty-five. dollars Okay, $25,000. we are doing quick estimation math. That's a lot of money. Yeah, and I'd rather it in your pocket than in the pocket of the buyer if right. I'm representing you as the seller. And it's interesting because when we flip this, and this is an interview conversation, if we're talking to the buyer, our buyers we work with actually do better on average than what the people in the industry are having their buyers pay. So yes. it, it, it flips. flips, which is yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah, it comes down to strong negotiating. And really. using the strategies and the um, techniques that Marketing. are available yep. to us based on having a little bit of experience. A little bit. 31 years of a little bit of experience. Well, and combined as a team, we're at about 75 years, and it really does work collectively. That makes us sound really ancient. Yeah, we no. are. And <laughs> cumulative because we actually brainstorm and support each other. As we're yeah. supporting you, you're not just getting one. We didn't really talk about that, but that mm -hmm. is part of something you would want to think about when you're interviewing. Am I relying only on one person's expertise mm. and knowledge? Or am I able to rely on a greater team that are synergistically working together? Right. So just how important is experience when I'm selling a home or buying a home is a question I get asked a lot. The only questions I bring you on this show are questions we get asked a lot. Because why put one out there that's obscure? And after 31 years in the industry, there's a bit of a pattern as to what the questions are going to be. So we're excited that we've been able to help you not only buy real estate, sell real estate, and invest in real estate. We've been able to help families navigate life, navigate relationships even, building mm -hmm. their wealth, building and flourishing and strengthening inside their home, making house home and simply whole living. And so when we think about experience, the experience extends, I think, beyond just real estate. Well, there's life experience. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and sometimes whether someone decides to buy or, or sell a home has to do with life situations, life changes, mm -hmm. life. And sometimes in our consultation, they end up not buying or selling. I actually because just, of her life experience. Right. I just had a family right now that have, sold their home for about 150000 additional dollars that I met four years ago. And they were introduced to me from another client. They were lovely. We had a great meeting. And after meeting with them and hearing what was important to them and what was going on for them in their life, I actually encouraged them that maybe they wouldn't want to sell that maybe this wasn't the right time for them. And their personal situation may be yours or may not be yours, except it 
gives you hopefully some awareness that as we're asking questions, we're not asking questions because we're actually nosy. We're asking questions so that once we can ask the right questions, we can actually give a good prescription. So you're talking about the people that four years ago you said don't sell. Right. And then again, they called me two years ago. Okay. And said, maybe it's time now. So we had a conversation about what was going. I met with them on site again. And again, my counsel and one of the options, and we shared why that might be my prescription after I had done a thorough diagnosis with them. Well, that's an interesting. Let me back you up there for a second. So giving a diagnosis or a prescription before diagnosis is, is malpractice, right? Is, is a recipe uh, for malpractice, yeah, for sure. So. So what you're saying is you need all the information, then you take that information, combine it with your life experience, your real estate experience, and you come up with a prescription for that client. And present it in terms of options. It's not like I'm telling you what you need to do. It's just, hey, if I was thinking based on what you've told me, these are the things that you may consider doing. They're really evidence of, being able to put several prescriptions out there, not Mm -hmm. just one, usually several options, options. What's the upside? What's the downside? And the experience allows us to know what the upside and the downside is to each of the prescriptions. And then ultimately the client says, I like that one. And so when we met this time, so two years ago, you you said no again, right? Well, I didn't say say no. no. I know I'm saying I'm putting words in your mouth. Mm -hmm. You said it's not the opportunist time to sell for you, for you, for based you. on your situation. Right. And we can sell it. Sure. You absolutely can. Absolutely. And we did that for another client, actually, a couple of years ago. Um, we said, you might want to hang on to it. We think it's best you hang on to this investment property. And they chose to sell. I know. We and, begged, actually. In that case, I wasn't. But they were done. They were I done know, being I a know. landlord, done dealing with everything. And they were long-term everything. clients, and we knew. And so we sold it for them. And, and they did well. They did really, really, really well in that market. Yeah. Just maybe 100000 less than they would have if they waited the two years. Right. And so sometimes life happens and you're going to make the best decision you can with the best knowledge that's out there. Right. Right. And so that's really the point of this. So then when they called me this time, he says, what kind of realtor are you? (laughs) This is like the third time. Will you sell our house now? And I said, yes, this is the opportune time for you, given what's going on in your life. And when I told him what the value was and what the price he could expect to get. He goes, what? Did he almost fall off his chair? He really did. He was absolutely shocked. They had no idea. Even though I'd been sending them some updates, and that's actually an amazing thing that we can do for you. We can provide you custom market snapshots. We'd love to do that. You know what? I really enjoy setting those up. I know you do. And I let Ken set most (laughs) of them up. Um, which is fantastic because it gives you a market snapshot in your community. We're going to talk about that in a future episode and you're going to want to tune in for that because that is a really juicy thing so that you can be informed along the process. Mm-hmm. So making sure that as you're interviewing the realtor, and even if you're talking to a lender, when you're doing your interviewing for a mortgage specialist or you're doing interviewing for a lawyer, you want to make sure that they have experience 
to be able to give you a really good possible set of prescriptions after they've taken the time to do the diagnosis. Mm -hmm. And part of that experience is knowing what to do in the house. Right. What to fix and what to leave alone. Because Mm -hmm. yes, we can get you a higher price if you put a new kitchen in and new bathrooms, but maybe we get you a higher price, but it's less than the cost. The increase is less than the cost of putting the bathroom in the kitchen in. So why do it? Exactly. And the neat thing about this part of it is we can do so much of this virtually for you right now. I often get videos and pictures saying, this is what's going on in this part of my house. My back hall, off my garage, the tiles, eh, not so nice anymore. Should I replace it to match the kitchen or should I maybe restone the fireplace or should I change the floor that's near the front of my house? Where should I put my money? And, you know, I'm really kind of committed to doing all three. And here's the reality. Something that's far from the front of the house, something that's not a master bedroom, a kitchen, or the main focal point room in your house not such a big deal if you've kind of got not such attractive flooring in the back hall. You're going to invest a lot of time, energy, and money, and it's probably going to give you a return that's negative, a Mm. negative return. And is that what you're looking for? So my answer is we're having those discussions which are constant. Yeah, and the beauty is they can walk through their house with their cell phone, do Mm -hmm. a FaceTime, we can see everything, and we can... uh, We can advise without even going into the home. And you know what else is really important, I find? It's not even really important. It's essential. Essential? Essential. You're taking my word now. Okay. I love that It's essential that the pricing be right. And sometimes that takes experience in the market, knowing what the market's about to do, what the supply is, what the demand is, what the comparables have sold for putting that whole picture and package together layered on top of the experience of years of negotiating will tell us what price is right. Because if you overprice, you'll end up selling too low. Yeah. Yeah. That like there are other shows we've done. I can't overemphasize that one point enough. Mm -hmm. If you overprice, like don't do it. Just don't do it because it's going (laughs) to make you get less money. Yes. This is a solid sound prescription without even the details of your house. And if you underprice without the strategy Mm. and the marketing to support that lower price, you will undersell as well. Yeah, we don't want you to do that. So if you're thinking, I want a partnership that's going to be in my best interest and work for me, give us a call because we'd love to connect with you because it is a joy to be your partner's in moving forward together, because together we've got this. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.